1: And welcome to Fantasy Football Tips. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football, joined by Andy Murray and Ewan Patterson from What Culture Football to give you the heads up that you need ahead of game week seven in Fantasy Premier League. Now, I'm joined by Andy Murray, a former winner, as I said, uh, of the What Culture Office League. The OG. And the current leader of the What Culture Office <coughs> League, Ewan Patterson. Hello. Um, now, lots of uh, games to look forward to this weekend and you know, controversial selections aside, looking at last week's results and looking at the way the points have been distributed, is this one of the most unpredictable seasons in in recent memory? Obviously, there's the one where Leicester won the league. That's granted. But what I mean by that is anyone can probably beat anyone. Obviously, you'd generally back Liverpool to win most of their games. Man City, people were like, oh, how are they going to respond to losing to Norwich? 8-0! That's how (laughs) they're going to respond. But yeah i am genuinely flabbergasted yeah. in, into what to do this year. It,
2: it's ridiculous and it's kind of made the, the game of fantasy football kind of even more of a coin flip than it was before, which is kind of fun in some ways because you don't know what the hell's going to happen. But, like, it just to kind of sum up how crazy this season is, it blew my mind the other day. I was thinking about Bournemouth and I was like, oh, they're having a crap season. They must be, like,
1: 15th. Looked at the table. They're fourth. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> What's going on in this silly country? Yeah, I, I, I had this all planned out. I thought, right start of the season, I'll look at the fixtures and actually plan ahead, because I normally just sort of go, who's playing this game week? And then <laughs> yeah. mess it up. So I was like, right, load the team up with Bournemouth and Everton players, took a few Bournemouth players out slowly but surely so they didn't recover. And now I'm just furious that I've kept Dinia and Bernard in for so bloody long. Yeah, I
3: kept Dinia in for, for ages because, and again, I was an idiot because I, my back line, I, I went with Robertson over Trent because, obviously, last season, Klopp rotated Trent for most of the season. Um, but lo and behold Robbo only has one assist to his name whereas Trent has a couple of assists and, mm. and, the, and the goal so the, the highest scoring defender there but yeah Dini's
1: been crap. Um, really bad I, I want to kind of get into this a little bit more because I think I know I talked about using a wild card last week I didn't use it last week uh, because I had two free transfers so obviously I took out Wesley who immediately scored for, <laughs> another, uh, for Barnes and I brought Cantwell in, I think in, in thinking for Barkley in middle, middle of the field after you suggested it's that it's
2: impressive stuff with that, um, with that Wesley because I've seen games where he doesn't even look like a footballer I know
1: I'll like- <laughs> like, say sods law it's so obvious as soon as I saw it happen I was like yep, yep of course it is Um but obviously, uh, you're doing well in the fantasy league. As I said, you're top of the what called office fantasy league. So I was going to have you two on because I think this is the week I play my wild card. I believe Adam yeah. Cleary um, is playing it as well this yeah, week. There's no reason not to play a wild
2: card by like week six or seven. Yeah, there's I- no reason. You get another one in January. Like, you know, you put this team together at the start of the season, you've no idea how anything's going to go, none, until, like, things start playing out. There's low risk, you have a good idea of who's performing and who's not now, it's it's
1: good. And before we get into the ins and outs of the players you should pick and players you should avoid and players that desperately need to come out of your team, um, the unpredictability is tough, though, not just in terms of results against teams, but even... Player selection, Man City. Yes,
3: uh, I think everyone was... I mean, I don't have Sterling in my team, but I think everyone was kind of shocked when he dropped him for the Watford win. Um, so I only tend to pick with... Stay with the the, the players. That I'm very certain I know he's going to keep... I think Aguero is guaranteed to start mostly every game. I know Jesus occasionally comes in, but he's definitely an indulgence. And then De Bruyne as well. I think he's undroppable in his current form, so it makes sense to keep him in. Whereas, you know, even though Sterling is, you know, one of the best players in his position you have seen Guardiola rotate there, you know, constantly over the last few seasons.
2: KDB's a solid bet as well because he's only nine point something million Mm. um, compared to Sterling, who's like 40 or something crazy. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, Man City kind of stung me this well. It kind of didn't stung me, really, because I put Zinchenko in. He didn't play at all. He was rested after Champions League. Lundström came in and got 12 points. So, yeah. you, you know want
1: you about getting rid of
3: Lundström? Uh, for this weekend, um, just on the bench. Just oh, right on okay. The bench. Not yeah, getting yeah. rid of the team completely. But, yeah, I don't see Sheffield holding off Liverpool. But, I, you know, at, at the start of the season, I put <clears throat> Sallarin as well on the front line. I thought, you know what? This will be, again, it'll crack on again. game. will have another 17, uh, 18 season. And, you know, he's, he's kind of showing f- occasional flashes, but Mane looks like the main goal threat for Liverpool at the moment. Um, so I'm thinking long-term, I'm probably going to switch them out. I've not actually played my wild card this week. I'm tempted, now that you point it out, but I actually took a four-point hit last week because um, I had Mount in my team, and then obviously he got the... Uh, the Injury mm. in midweek it looked like it wasn't it, gonna yeah. he wasn't going to play, and then he played anyway. But that kind of made me think, Well, I've got loads of m- like spare money banked up, I might as well just take him out and put De Bruyne in, and then I recoup that four point hit oh, quite easily. Play, so, yeah. yeah,
1: um, so yeah, the, what I wanted to ask you now is, you know, who are the key players? Because this I've got this list of players that I'd like to bring into my team. You know, Sterling has, has not been performing, and when he well, even when he's been playing, he obviously didn't play last week. I was relieved that he didn't come on for like a one-pointer because I had him (laughs) as captain. But um, I had Aguero in there. And then you've got De Bruyne, as you mentioned. And then you look at other teams like Liverpool. Salah, I've had in from the beginning of the season, confident that he'll finally come good for him. So inevitably when I take him out this week, he's going to score a hat-trick against Sheffield United. But you've also got, as you said, Mane, Firmino, everyone is buzzing about again. You've got Pepe and Aubameyang uh, at Arsenal. You've got Son and Kane at Tottenham. You've got... Tammy Abraham, you've got Jamie Vardy, you've got all these players. Who are the key players in your eyes that you sort of have to have and who are the players you desperately need to avoid?
3: Um, this is weird. I definitely think Aguero is one now. and I, I, I know Kane is constantly heralded as the, you know, the leading goal threat in fantasy football because he is in real life. But, you know, I'm still at the same time thinking that the, vo- the sheer volume of goals is a concern. Like um, I'm looking at my team right now, and I've always tended to rely on most of my points coming from the midfield forwards. And then I've had um, lower scoring players in my front line for a while. Mm. I had Jimenez last season, and I've brought in Josh King of Bournemouth this season. But some of you know Wolves just aren't performing at the moment, so I'm kind of having a little bit of concern at the front.
1: Because I know I know some people, but there's different there's variations when it comes to playing fantasy football. You can either have a three four three uh where you load it with, you know, let's for say for argument's sake, uh Kane, Aguero and Aubameyang, and then you go, Oh, we've, got, we've barely got enough players enough bodies to buy you the rest of the, you know, twelve players that I need for that team. Having said all that, um yeah, do you is your philosophy because if you bought a team of defenders that kept clean sheets, mm-hmm. they'd be scoring a good six, seven, eight points guaranteed each week. But it doesn't yeah. strike me that that's happening this season. I
3: always... Try, yeah, the clean sheet issue is annoying because I think, you know, when you're picking defence, you, pick you want to go for full-backs who get forward and provide a goal threat and assist. And that, hence why, you know, Robertson and Alexander-Arnold are such good buys each year at the moment. Um, but, yeah, the clean sheets just have not been... forthcoming no. all. Every time I think I'm that close to getting the bonus, it's yanked away at the last second. And that makes it very frustrating and probably, you know, gives... Uh, impede us to
1: load your team more so at the front end than the back end. What do you think, Andy? You've got, you've got lots of detail in front of you that I'm desperate to steal from.
2: I've <laughs> been a big nerd, haven't I? So, is um, this something you do every season? I do it. I do. Not every single week. I don't sit there with a spreadsheet every single week. But while I've I like got to, a lot of time for this, Sometimes. Though. When I really want to win a, champ, uh, a, a fantasy football league, I put together a little league table, and I try and figure out who is the best value for money. Who gets the most points per pound? It's a very simple formula in your spreadsheet. You divide the points by how much they cost, you find out who's giving you the most bang for Your buck, I love this. It's not the be all end all. I think this?
3: Ben Affleck was in a movie about Andy, year. <laughs> uh, it's the accountant, it's <laughs> not, it's money ball, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> it's,
2: it's not the be all end all because small six games is a small sample size. Mm-hmm. Players are in purple patches that won't continue. You have defenders who have scored a goal and are therefore very high scoring at the moment, but will fall off because they play for crap teams like Newcastle. Um, <laughs> Fabian Schar. um, but I've kind of put together the best value for money based on this based on their points per pound and the worst value for money players so looking at that you want to you guys want to take a quick start have you, you might have looked at this uh who's the best value for money who's got the best points per pound in the league at the moment i
1: i glanced at this but this is the name i would have guessed anyway because i think it's the name that a lot of people would go to if you're thinking about stuff like that as much as you, you want to say something like de bruyne He's, he'll have had the odd week where he scored a few points mm. but you got to think about the players who are the opposite of that who've hardly cost anything and scored lots of points And I, I, it's Lundström isn't it
2: yeah Lundström's number one 7.3 points per pound um It kind of makes him a must-have in every team. The thing about him, as well, is that for some reason, only twenty-seven percent of fantasy players have him at the moment. I brought him in randomly, like literally, I was looking through. I was like, "Oh, who costs?" I just to fill up. He's he's there, I'll have him in there. And all of a sudden,
3: he keeps on coming off the bench to rescue my ass. He plays in midfield. uh, Yeah, I heard. I
1: heard just before the start of season, they were like, "This player is listed as a defender, and he's a mm -hmm. midfielder." And I was like, "Well, that's kind of a Mm no-brainer." Yeah,
2: like. It's a pretty clear. Like I think everyone should pretty much have him. Unsurprisingly, Timu Puki is number two, seven point two points per pound. Problem with him is that forty five percent of people have him in their team, so you're mm. not really getting much of an advantage from having him. You're just keeping up with your mates. Interestingly to me, the top go- scoring goalkeeper Fabianski is the third uh, highest points per pound, and only six percent of players what? have this guy in their team. What?
1: Yeah, I'm eyeing up Fabianski this wildcard seems week. Insane yeah. to West me. I mean, obviously, they Bonds. lost midweek to Oxford. Yes. But that's, I, you know, I don't yeah. really take those into nah, that's account. That's their fault for, you know, not, yeah. r-
2: not retaining their great backup in Adrian. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and if
1: you look at the rest of the top
2: 10, there's some unsurprising ones. KDB's in number eight. Um, I only say that because I don't want to pronounce his surname and get it wrong. I'd do it every time. Camp Wells there, uh, 27% of people have him. Abraham, one point, uh, 31.5. Uh, then you've got some more surprising ones. Angus Gunn, who only 3.6% of people have. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah, South Southampton Hamilton goalkeeper... Yeah. Sheffield United goalkeeper, mm, Henderson. I don't know his forename, mm-hmm. so I'll throw that in there. John McGinney-Esta, uh,
1: <laughs> McGinney-Esta. every time I bring him in, he does nothing. And every time I yeah. take him out, he does something. That's what I did last week, and the prick got an assist or a goal it's or Wade, whatever. Fraser was the same for me yeah. last year yeah. as
0: well.
2: Interestingly, the worst... Like, the worst points per pound, the worst bang for your buck players in this, right? i made a top five here. Most of them are guys who've been on and off the pitch. So it's understandable. That's a flaw in this system. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gabriel Jesus is number one. There's Lacazette, uh, Kian, and Patrick Cutrone. A guy who plays every single week is the second worst value player in the whole game. And it's Kepa, who currently yields 1.5 points for his... uh, But he's got eight points so far, 5.5 million. How many people own him? 4.8% uh, Wow, too much yeah <laughs> like, that's
1: mental. all of the Chelsea fans so basically yeah, yeah
2: like it, it, it's kind of an interesting little metric, but it's a good way to find some bargains like I've got lists of all these I'm not going to put these online or anything because it's my secret and you the service you're them. providing to these people
3: you like should, uh, you is follow like Andy, on,
1: yeah. Andy on Twitter and maybe he'll give out a tip just before the 11.30 yeah. deadline on Saturday
2: interesting one for me actually the most interesting of all I didn't do every single player in the league <coughs> uh, shocking... can you get on that
1: please mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shockingly low point Points per pound.
2: Uh, Pepe, Arsenal, two points per pound. Very low uh, output from him so far. Yeah, he's
1: he's uh, one. I've got him on this list there when I'm talking about key players that you need to have because he's he's one of those players you're going. One of these days, I've watched him play. It's Mm. gonna click for him. Yes, and it's gonna because there's those players you see who you watch and you go, what a game they've had. But just because they haven't, you know, they've done the pass before the Mm -hmm. assist or you know they've. They don't, don't get a number. Yeah. I always look. They at won. They won the free kick, for which chances, then gets laid off, and then someone else chances sure. created is a great metric
3: for that. I think you know Madison kind of maybe <coughs> rubbish that theory with going so many games without getting any mm. goal. But I think chances created is a great metric of looking at that. And you know, obviously Pepe last year in Liga and he had uh, Liga and Uber Eats, He had uh, the second most amount of like goals and assists next to Mbappe. So yeah.
0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
1: So if you're like me thinking mm-hmm. about using your wild card this week. Yes. Who are the you know who are the first players you're bring in aside from De Bruyne? I yes. think that's a given. Aside from him, mm-hmm. who are the players you like Whatever it costs, they've got to be in my team, and then you sort of pepper it around them. Or do you take the opinion of, I was chatting to James Heppel earlier mm-hmm. on, um, another star of our What Culture <laughs> Office League, who was saying to me, because myself and him and, um, and some other players who aren't, you know, who, haven't, who are maybe considering using their wild card but haven't done as well as yourself, mm-hmm. um, you need to mix it up a little bit. Because if you just pick. Abraham and Aguero, oh, for sure, everyone else will just score the same points you, as you, you
2: need differentials mm-hmm. absolutely, get Fabianski, yeah Fabianski <laughs> is a great
3: shout, I think um, looking at players like Trent would be a great shout as well I know that he'll play during the week because Gomez, um, well Kiana like Hoover played for us in the midweek at right back and his, uh, the way he's playing into a new role this season is quite interesting it's not always like he's he's not always bombing down like Robertson did last season and what he did last season he's more occupied, he's coming into central spaces and crossing in from that and he's getting more chances that way which i think is probably why he's leading the assist table mm. from uh, the defensive aspect um i definitely think trent is probably a very sound i mean he's going up in price now isn't he? i think he's like 7.1 7.1 million
2: yeah. 4.4 points per pound but that's more to do with lack of clean sheets than yeah yeah
3: else. And i think once allison comes back in i know i know adrian hasn't been at fault for the lack of clean sheets mm. but i do think that as liverpool progress in the competition that they'll probably you know, be more solid at the back.
1: Yeah. I changed my philosophy this year for goalkeepers. For the first time, I said, I'm going to spend big on a goalkeeper so they can get lots of clean sheets. And to be fair, he did good for me last weekend. I mean, you didn't have a lot to do because mm. his team was scoring eight goals up the other end of the <laughs> pitch. But Edison, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not sure if I want to save a little bit more money and spend that on, spend that on outfield players. Yeah. Edison. You, the best thing you can hope for is, especially with someone like Edison, is basically keeping a clean sheet. He yeah. won't make lots of saves and... You know penalties; it's just a lottery, then, isn't it? Yes.
2: The value of Ederson, I think, goes up with uh, Laporte's fitness because Man City's backline is not the same without the hit without him in it. Ederson is the eleventh best bang for your buck goalkeeper in the league. Um Four point one points per pound. Interestingly, you know David De Gea is actually a bit higher than him. But the big-name keepers, I mean, Kepa with his 1.5 is pathetic. This year, I actually did the same. I started with Alisson, then he got croaked. And then I decided, oh, well, Jordan Pickford, he'll get loads of saves. He's actually the fourth
1: worst value wow. for money keeper in the Pickford's league. Pickford's a bit deceptive. It's especially a arms. Yeah, he's a little it's T-Rex. Isn't it? Everton being so disappointing this season, which we are going to talk tomorrow about on the Premier League preview. <laughs> um, but those are those people who can't necessarily uh, use their wildcard, mm-hmm. or maybe you've already used it, um, who are your key players heading into this weekend?
3: Uh, oh, are I think De Bruyne um, or KDB. I don't know, mispronounce his name, as Andy Murray hey. foretold. Um, I think, you know, Everton are just... I don't see Everton coming good against Man City. And I don't know you don't see
1: it as one of those games where maybe they raise their... I don't. I, I think they're such a shocking outfit this season. And also, 92. whenever I think of that, I always think yeah. of them going... Help Liverpool. Now you're yeah, right, mate. off yeah. you
3: go. No, I think uh, De Bruyne is a great shout. I think, um, I know I haven't gotten, I think Pereira, actually, of Leicester, mm-hmm. I think he's uh, a great player to have in your team at the moment. I've replaced Luca Dina for Pereira this week. Yeah, Dinia's um, gone from mine. So, yeah, I would avoid Dina having any been... Wolves <laughs> players. And I'm Matt Doherty was one of my. Uh, Great buys last year, along with Raul Jimenez. I still have both of them in my team. I know they play Watford this week who have been an absolutely appalling outfit as well, but that's a very you know that 's not a game that you can really call because both no. sides have been so inconsistent yeah. so it's weird i don't really I think I have a must own Play. I have Aguero because I think you know he's consistent enough. Have the Bruyne because I think you know he's, he, he creates so many chances that you know, based on the shape predictability, he's going to get a goal or an assist at some point or another. I have Salah because I, I opted for him over Mane, and maybe I've made a mistake there. Um, but yeah, I think a great metric is to look at the amount of chances he creates. Maybe bring in Lundstrom this week, but have him on your bench and then uh, bring him back in later mm. on in the week. Uh, but yeah,
1: uh, I'm keeping Barnes in my side out of the squad that I leave because I think away uh, at Villa. Uh, strikes me as a game that he'd do well another player that I would tip for this weekend is Jamie Vardy who arguably has flown under the radar a little bit Mm -hmm. and against the Newcastle side who you know to be fair have pulled out the odd result it just strikes me Leicester at home I got to go to watch um Newcastle versus Leicester in the Carabao Cup earlier on this season and it just it just causes all sorts of problems
2: yeah Newcastle Newcastle are still my pick for the first relegation spot um I think that that backline is a fraction of what it was when Rafa Benitez, a manager who knew what he was doing, um, was in there keeping things (laughs) organised, keeping things real. The thing about the Newcastle backline is uh, on my table here, Fabian Schar, Fabian Scher, Tony Bone, whatever he's called. (laughs) He's uh, actually the fifth best value for money player, but that's that's an inflated one because he scores goals and stuff. He's Philippe Albert 2019. He's Mm. class, don't get me wrong, Mm. but still. Uh, Leicester players are a good shout. This week it might be a good week to throw a bit of cash at some United and Arsenal forwards because neither of those teams can defend worth a hoot. You normally, like,
1: yeah, normally, you'd look at a match like that on Monday night and think, because I was looking at like, I love Aubameyang just, just generally as a, yeah. as a casual fan. But you go, oh, I'm not sure if this is the week if he's travelling to Old Trafford. But then I, well, half the time I watch these games between the big six sides and think, just because they're playing another big six side does not mean it's just going to be this nil-nil war of attrition. Yeah, it's quite an open game, usually. Yeah, I mean, that could be
2: loads of fun, that game. Um, particularly if Martial comes back in. He's, I think he's said to be recovered from injury potentially this week. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I actually think Danny Chabal... Ceballos... That yeah might be a good little shout this week. He hasn't posted any numbers in recent weeks, but he's five point seven million. He had an awesome debut a, great shout. a month or so ago. He's going to be in there against probably big stupid Scott McTominay. Yeah. Like I watch him play for Scotland. Don't tell me that guy's good. Um, it's interesting.
3: What's
1: yeah. he on the cover of uh, Pez? Pez, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, Sabyas is a great shout. Like Jesus. I think um, again, I think it's weird because Emery. It, He's one of those managers I can never... Like Guardioli rotates all the goddamn time. And, you know, I have Gwen Genduzzi on my bench and suddenly he pulls in points every now and then. I'm like, have did he magnificent ah, did you do that? last weekend. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, But yes, yeah, Ceballos is a great shot. I think he'll probably stake a claim to be in this team going forward yeah. because um, he's their most creative midfielder.
1: Now, Man City and Liverpool aside, because they're kind of givens that you probably have to have at least two, if not three players uh-huh. from from those sides in there. Uh, and I still haven't really made my mind up for this weekend between Salomone and Firmino. Yes. Having, having said that, and the Man City game, another intriguing game I have to mention is Spurs at home against Southampton because mm. Spurs are Spursing this season, <laughs> aren't they? Yeah.
3: Pochettino was in the having the, I think he mentioned last week or just after the um, the Oxford result, it was basically just, it wasn't Oxford, it was, uh, was Colchester. Colchester saying that all of his players have got their heads elsewhere. And it's just kind of like, well, that's great, isn't yeah, it? That's um, your job to fix. It's, it's ridiculous <laughs> to me as well, because last season you think of Lucas Mara as being one of the most consistent players. He's barely gotten a look in this season. Yeah. And I had him in my team for the first few weeks. I was like, he's going to come on at some point. He just doesn't come on. Um, so I think if you're going to pull in any Spurs players, you're either looking at
1: Son mm. or Kane. I don't think you can really go out on a limb and get any other player. It, looking games. at this, it's one of those games where it could be 6-0 to Tottenham with yeah. a hat-trick for Son and Kane. Or, you know, Southampton have been kind of overlooked this season
2: yeah i think whatever you do in this game stay the hell away from tottenham's backline. two reasons they can't they don't they haven't kept a lot of clean sheets have
1: they even kept one this season i think so there's because there's one i remember Crystal was, palace possibly oh
2: yeah they yeah. won yeah, yeah yeah but like the thing with that is there's a lot of attractive players in that backline because like Kyle walker peters is someone like four point cake million um Aurier, who might play is five uh, even toby's like 5.5 there's a lot of Theoretically, really good value players there, but they rotate so often, and they can see goals. It's it's kind of you got to resist that fruit mm. because it's not gonna it's not gonna work out for you. The S- Southampton thing is really strange as well because their top two players, value for money wise, are Gun and a centre back Vestigard. who's actually the highest scoring defender in the game at the moment, which is kind of crazy. Um... But would you trust them to keep a clean sheet against Harry Kane and Son and maybe Christian Eriksen and maybe mm-hmm. Eric Lamela? all these other guys? It's kind of, it's, it, that's a weird game. Yes.
1: Final game I want to uh, point out, we are going to be going to these games in more detail of course tomorrow, is Chelsea versus Brighton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tammy Abraham has, has hit the headlines a lot recently alongside the likes of Mason Mount. Is he... Uh, under consideration for you
3: yes I think both him and Mount I think Mount is uh, again going for out of the season he's just he's, he looks like he's going to be the main creative hub for Chelsea and that means goals and assists and you know I think that's a both of those players <coughs> having them in your team would make a lot of sense and that would help you know um, getting in on them right now before they get too more like like you know before they increase in price I think that would be a very
2: good idea yeah um, Interestingly, like Mount and Abraham are just coming; they're becoming fashionable now, and rightly so. They're they're incredible uh, buys so far. Uh, Abraham is in thirty three percent or something like that of teams. I think Mount is at a similar number. That will probably go up because mm-hmm. they're both very good. So you absolutely have to capitalize on those guys now before everyone in your league has them and you no longer have an advantage from playing them. I've gone. I've got Abraham at the moment. I've, I'm persisting with my budget front three of Abraham, Pookie, and Aller. It's going to fall apart very soon. Uh, there, there's going to be... I mean, this week, they'd, none of them scored. So it wasn't a good start after playing my wild card on these fannies. But um, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. It's it's a desperate strategy. I'd fancy this Aller fella to get a goal because he's, yeah. <laughs> he's a big lad. Uh, yeah.
1: West Ham are doing well this season. They're sort mm-hmm. of flying under the radar, aside from in the Carabao Cup, of course. Um... Give a shout out very quickly to Sagar Sedhine. Yet again, Still he is top, top of oh. the What Culture Fans Fantasy League with Shadow Recruit. Uh, scored 65 points this week, which is kind of middling, I suppose. By his standards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 439 points overall. How Phenomenal. many
2: spreadsheets do you think he has? Oh, my goodness. He has multiple programs. Please send me a copy if you're watching this, Sagar. <laughs>
1: uh, and finally, uh, you two, who are you going to captain this week?
3: Oh, I was going to say Aguero, but maybe now you've convinced me that Abraham might be... A it's Tammy for me. Yeah. He's playing
1: Brighton, in any. Mm. They suck. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go, uh, you know, the obvious ones to pick are your, are your Agueros, your De Bruyne's, Tammy Abraham's a good, very good shout, maybe Liverpool players. If you want to go something a little bit different, aside from Salah, Mane, Firmino, etc. I'm, I'm, I'm a man who will literally never captain a defender in my life, so I can rule that one out. I'm going to go with Jamie Vardy. I see him getting, getting a lot of goals this weekend, or be, at least being involved in a lot yeah. of stuff against Newcastle. Sunday game... It better be bloody good because nothing else will be on match of the day too. So I'm hopeful for that. But yeah, that's a bit of an out there one um, to, to potentially consider. But there we have it. This has been our fantasy football tips. Let us know your thoughts in the comment section below. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Football uh, wherever you get your podcast from for daily football podcasts too. Um, and make sure you like share and subscribe of course right uh, you can follow us all on twitter you can follow us at whatculturefc you can follow you and at you and ruins things you can follow andy at andy h Murray, the h stands for how have i not won the league yet (laughs) you can follow me at adam Wilborn. i said follow us all at whatculturefc but for now my thanks to you and andy thank you for watching and we will see you soon imagine putting scott McTominay on your cover